welcome to the Savage Voice. This is Amy. And Vivi. And this is week two of healing. So I actually, I was just telling Vivi that I have a story for her about a listener who contacted me the other day. She's been listening every single week since we started. She does it while she's uh, doing her walks. Okay. But she's also been pulling cards every day, like really trying to do some work. And last week, she listened to the podcast and just had this huge realization about how she had been treating herself that she needed to get rid of a person in her life that had not been giving as much as they had been taking. And she did not think she would have ever gone through that mental journey if she hadn't been listening every week and hadn't sort of had to think about this for a little bit. Yeah. So hi, Meg. Thank you for letting me tell the story. She had a big, big realization about how she was treating herself by letting people treat her the way that they were, which I thought was a big deal. It is absolutely a big deal. It is absolutely a big deal. Just being able to recognize it is a huge deal because how many of us walk through our lives in these relationships and never acknowledge the fact that we deserve better yeah and it ended up going into work and light she just all of a sudden started realizing she needed to take everything apart to try and figure out what to keep and what not to so i really think this next month is going to be really important for her as she works through all of that yeah which by the way as our nice segue this month is healing healing which You know, we talked a little bit last week about the fact that I, I of course, realized, hey, that makes total sense to come off of renewal. And now you might have some wounds sitting there open because you've removed things from your life or you've realized that things need to change. You're probably going to need some time to heal now. So just to kind of start us off, when, when you're thinking about and setting this particular intention, what do you think about specifically for me when i when i think about healing i think about the things and the processes to start to put things back in perspective okay put things back into the vision of me okay explain Uh, that i'm gonna talk from feminine energy as as a woman, your perspective most of your life is about somebody else. That is very true. Yes. That's Whether, basically become a theme yeah. in every single yeah. interview I've yeah. done for this. It's, so healing becomes about you. And, and sometimes it feels selfish because it is very inward looking mm-hmm. and it is very focused upon the self. But you have to be in that space in order to be able to put things back right. So, you know, whether that's healing physically, healing emotionally, healing mentally, all of that, you have to take time for yourself and be selfish with it to put it back right. I will run myself into the ground. I know. And make myself sick. Yeah, I've seen it. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. Don't say it. 
Do uh, what she says, not what she does. Exactly. <laughs> You're actually getting better about that. I, I am. I have I noticed. Am. I am. Yeah. But it feels selfish to do it because so many other spaces and people need me. So healing for me becomes a part of the whole process of loving me. Okay. I hate that the word selfish is being connected with this. It's okay. It's okay to be. See, we made that a bad word. We made that a bad word. That's true. It's not a bad word. It is okay. Yeah. To be selfish. Well, it's just the opposite of selfless. But if you're selfless all the time, you lose yourself completely. So, yeah. Yeah. It should be more of a balancing factor than a bad thing. Yeah. And, and healing also for me, for, for me personally, becomes a lot of process. So yeah. what do you mean by process? There are steps that I have to go through in order to make the repairs. I will talk about just physically healing because all of us have been there. Yeah. But think about, you know, if you break a bone, you have to go through this process in order for it to heal. You right. have to go to the doctor. You have to put the cast on. You have to leave the cast on so many weeks and then you get the cast off. It's a process. Right. So once I work to start healing, I like to outline and think about what does that process look like? So first you have to name what needs to, to heal, heal and then you need to set up essentially a, a plan of some sort. Yeah. And that's part of the reason that we have a, whole, a month set aside, which obviously you can't heal everything in a month. No. But the reason we have that set aside is so you can at least start digging into that enough to see what your long term yeah. is going to look like. Yeah. Matter of fact, it runs parallel to how I think about intention setting, right? Mm-hmm. You pick your intention and then you make the process of how you're going to make it actionable and carry it out. So healing, that's my intention. So what are the things that I need to do to heal whatever it is that I need to heal? Okay. And and some of it may be short-term and some of it may be long-term. So things that you might do immediately that will help you to get through today, but the work might take years to get to the finish line. And that's okay. I know a lot of times people are like, don't just stick a bandaid on it, you know? And I think sometimes you need a bandaid not to bleed out. I right? was going to say, yeah, sometimes <laughs> you need to, if, as long as you acknowledge the fact that that's what you're doing, it's, it's to get you to the, to get next, to the next point. So you don't tell sometimes you might need a tourniquet. This is true. <laughs> like, very, very true. Stop the bleeding. Because I think this, because this keeps coming back every time we talk about a new intention i feel like i i know that there's people sitting there going this is too big i can't even begin to delve into or look at this it's too big i'm never gonna fix it and this is really permission to say you don't have to you can take a small step like you're not going to heal everything in your life in four weeks that would be ridiculous you know and we we don't talk about weight loss here, but I will talk about a little bit of my journey because, you know, I'm, I'm diabetic, right? I have type two diabetes. When I was first um, diagnosed with it, my weight was 
was really high. I was almost 300 pounds. And you you don't lose 100 pounds in two weeks. You can't take the diet no. pill over the counter yeah. and, and, and get 100 pounds off. So I knew it was a longer journey, but I had to do something to start. Right, right. I had to plan. So my goal was if I can just stop drinking soda, mm-hmm. I'm going to start there. Because you have to start somewhere. Right, right. So when you have these bigger obstacles to get over, it's okay to take a small bite out of it and just chunk your way through it. it. Um, Because really those big changes have to become lifestyle changes. You know, losing five pounds is a diet. Right. Losing a hundred pounds was a lifestyle change. So that's kind of how I view things is there's some things that are small that could be easily fixed. There are some things that are big that you have to make a longer term plan and you got to take short term wins right. to get you there. And, you know, there, there are things that you can do on your own. There are things that you might need resources to help you with there might be things that you just need a friend like you just need somebody yeah like just to just... talk to and be like you know what today i feel like shit yeah i just need to get this off my chest and i'm gonna be okay i i, I have noticed that i always talk about this because it has been such a cool thing for me to watch happening like in person in front of me but the the women in the studio who we're working with for these intentions that it is turning into that sort of a situation for them as well. Yeah. And having these other people in the room, listen to them say one thing and then the next week it's altered a little and, and having three or four other people even say, Hey, you know, that doesn't sound the same as last week. Yeah. You, you've changed that a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? You're right. It did change a little bit for me. But they had to say it out loud. They needed people to create that support. Some of it wasn't even that big, but it was a big deal for, for them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's journey is different. And that's the one thing is, you know what? I don't knock anybody's journey. Yeah. Everybody's journey is different. And what may seem easy to me might not be easy for somebody else. We all have different talents and different skill sets and different coping mechanisms. So, you know what? Why can't we just cheer and support and hold each other up to heal as much as I'm a solitary being? (laughs) It, it helps to know that someone else is cheering you on. Absolutely. I think it's really easy to get lost in yourself in the middle of this. And then you can't climb out. Like you end up in a hole. These these people around you, even if they're not around you all the time, they're, they're sort of this light at the, at the top. They might reach a handout. They may just talk to you. They may just keep you company while you're down the hole. That's all fine. Yeah. But you can't just be by yourself in there. You need something. And then some people also need quiet and time away. Yeah. And sometimes you need a balance. I need a both. I need a balance of both. I need my quiet time. But then I also have very good 
friends that I have around me that I know when I need them that they are there. And just knowing that sometimes is enough. I think that does make a difference. Funny enough, I actually need both too. When people meet me, they're like, I don't believe you at all. (laughs) But I get get tired of talking and being all the time because I'm pretty much on a lot. This weekend, I spent half the day in my bedroom by myself with the door closed. That was like what I could do, but I needed it. I spent it with a t- two almost year old. two-year-old. That is what I do not saying do nanny. <laughs> I was your nanny. <laughs> Technically, I'm Nana, but apparently he wants to call me nanny. Well, I, I told so, you what you my know, mom is called, right? My mom is called Gowie, <laughs> which I think sounds like a venereal disease. <laughs> But that's because my niece could not say grandma or anything close and it started Gowie. And now how many grandkids does she have? Two, four, six, eight. They all call her Gowie. It's time to focus on yourself and commit to your own self-growth. Savage Intentions provides tools, structure, and support rooted in feminine energy and the feminine experience. Step away from the distractions and stresses of every day and hold space for self-improvement and discovery. Find your energy, harness your emotions, and make small changes leading to overall fulfillment. It's time to take action and start your journey surrounded by a community of support. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about Savage Intention subscriptions or visit Savage Magic, my Shopify.com. That's S A V A G E dash M A G I C K dot my Shopify.com. Healing is so necessary. And I think sometimes we want to skip the healing because healing means actually feeling, right? Yes. You have to feel the things that you don't want to feel in order to move through them and to heal from them. And I think we want to go straight from the shit is messed up to I'm all better now. Right. Which, which actually those two parts are shorter. I mean, I even think sometimes naming the thing that's wrong takes less time than healing from the thing that's wrong. Absolutely. It just depends on how deep it is what it is, what has happened. And I think sometimes time, because there are some things for me that just, they happened so long ago that I can let go of them a little bit easier. If they were fresh today, it would be a problem. So I, I used to think that, but I honestly, for me, I think it's not the time passage. I think it's that I've changed enough Okay, that that, isn't as big for me anymore. I mean, there are certain things that no matter what would be horribly hurtful, but there's a lot of things that felt awful at the time that I never thought I would deal with. And it's just that now I understand myself better. And some of it is I understand if it was like another person who, who hurt me, I understand them a little bit better. better. Yeah. And that's just, that's time, perspective, but not... Perspective, it 
perspective is very different. So the lens that you look at things, you know, change the way you feel about stuff. But in order to figure that out, you have to evaluate it and you have Correct. to look at it. And unfortunately, you put yourself back in it in yeah. order to do that. I think I just posted about this. It said that you have to feel through the feelings, but you just don't live in those feelings, you know? Yeah, there is a difference. Yeah. There's definitely a difference. I, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate that, though, because it's it's kind of the difference between being enveloped in them and sort of laying them out in front of you almost. You will feel the thing as you're evaluating it. You just can't get stuck there. And that's where those like resentment and anger, anger all of those feelings... And even sadness, we can get stuck there. And again, difference between being sad in a space and being clinically depressed in a space. But sometimes you can easily get stuck in this sad state. Yes. And I think because I am clinically depressed, I'm on medication. But before I was, I didn't know the difference between okay. being sad and being depressed. I thought they were the same, same thing, thing because there was so much heaviness from the depression. Having somebody help me figure out the difference between those two means that now I, if I'm depressed, I can go to a doctor and say, this isn't just being sad. Yeah. I'm not okay. Like I'm not okay yeah. versus being sad. That's something that for the most part, I can deal with because most of my sadness is not coming from something that's insurmountable at this point. But, but if you don't know the difference between those two, it, you can't get yourself Just out because they really do like wrap themselves yeah. together. And then anger gets wrapped into that anxiety, everything. Yeah. But I, I feel like anger is something we're allowed to be in this society oh, a lot more than sad. I feel anger is something men are allowed to be. Fair. That's true. Because but it is as allowed. a woman that are that's very assertive and bold and very okay with her anger. Yeah. I'm looked down upon well, for that little, angle. It's bitchy anger. now. Yes. <laughs> it's bitchy as a person of color is angry black woman yeah. is all these things and so i've always kind of felt like you can't be angry so you just hold it all inside which is terrible oh, because then when it comes out it's oh is bad is bad plus it usually morphs into other stuff it's just, it's really caustic I, I have to say my husband and i have a, a rule at this point we've had it for years it's part of the reason we've been married 21 years if you start to be even a little bit upset with the other person you have to say something within 24 hours we just don't let it sit because if you let sit, that stuff sit it gets bigger oh, and bigger and bigger and absolutely. bigger and i feel like some you know some of the stuff that that needs healing are things that would have never been that big if you were willing to to talk about, to talk about them or confront them earlier deal with them yeah you know there and there are some things that are just traumatically huge and no matter what you're going to need time but there are some things that don't ever need to be that big. Yeah. And if you can spend some time being self-aware 
that's not even a good word. I think accountable. Self. Yeah. I think accountable is the word. It's I need to be accountable for my emotions and be respectful and honest enough with people around me. Yeah. To be able to articulate how I feel. And, and I've always grown up in a household where you hit all of your emotions and you just pretended like everything was okay. Mm -hmm. So it took me a long time to be able to articulate how I feel without it becoming this big, terrible thing. So for me, being able to articulate is respecting myself and my partner. It is allowing us to be able to deal with the thing and get through to our next next place yeah i actually also do that with my kids yeah like if i'm have if i'm not okay i will just say look not okay today i don't always tell them why they don't need to know all that right i i I think that i am less likely to create an issue with them that they're gonna need to heal about later if i'm honest with today i am not okay yeah i may say this is not about you no it's like this is about me i might be an ass today i will apologize when it happens but i just wanted to give you a heads up and even even like with my with my kids i also tell them i am not okay with you 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 did things that i'm not okay with yeah yeah Mine are getting old enough to have those discussions yeah. now. You know, littler kids, they're they, inherently yeah. selfish. Like, they, yeah. that's, they don't care. that's their job. But I, I feel like it's important that they understand that I am a human and that I feel lots of different things, which gives them permission to do that when they get older, too. Going back to the whole, you know, women aren't yeah. allowed to have these feelings. Yeah. I have two girls. Yeah. I want them to feel like they're allowed to feel things. Yeah. That doesn't give you permission to just shit on everybody, but you still are allowed to feel things. Yeah. And if you can feel them and articulate it, then you can deal with it better, which overall I think creates and it, less And hurt. that's really, really hard. And and I will say, and my husband will kill me, but, <laughs> you know, he doesn't deal with emotions well. And, you know, we have, we have two criers <laughs> and he is like, he's always like, why are you crying? Like, it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But I think the frustration is that they have a hard time articulating why they are in that emotional state. And that becomes frustrating for whoever is receiving. So I think if we all learn how to better articulate our emotions and in ways that people can receive them, it helps. And and it's not just what our partners and our children but in friendships i think friendships really have been hard to do that too because you don't want to lose your friend you don't want to say that whatever it is that you want to say because you know yeah we talked about friendship stuff i feel like last month i don't remember now i don't but it was similar things that it was you know you need to discuss with people before it becomes something huge huge yeah 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 um i think that's also having respect for yourself and respect for the other person it is to not let something fester like that which just in general i think women aren't allowed to do as much and then you must be nice yes must be nice at all times and you got to be strong and you got to make sure that everybody is okay I think crying is something that you use to express a lot of different emotions. emotions. It's not about being sad. No, I cry when I'm angry. 
Yeah. So most ninety nine percent of the time, if I'm crying, just go just away because I'm I'm angry. Run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of do. I do both. If I get really frustrated, frustrated. And angry, I yeah. will cry some. I definitely like sad cry. I will sad ugly cry. I will hormonal cry and not realize why I always do that. If I'm watching a movie and I'm like, why am I sad right now? This is not that sad. I'm like, oh, damn. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> but knowing the difference between yeah. all of those things has been pretty helpful as an adult. My poor kids, their hormones are just hitting and oh. they don't understand the difference between any of those things yet. And it is, I'm watching it be awfully tough and I can't explain it. You have to feel it. Feel it. You have to feel the difference. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to be supportive, but, <laughs> you know, there's nothing else I can do. But let, let's, I mean, we kind of like got off, but not off track, really, because yeah. I think this all ru- runs back into why you need to heal about yeah. things. Because you, like you said, this is more about I- internal work. It is. It is. All the intention is about internal work. But I will say that if you don't do the internal work, sometimes it will manifest in physical yeah, I, issues. I, I think so. so. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. That is something I completely agree with you on. <laughs> <laughs> Your body sometimes is like, I am fucking done with you. Yeah. And I'm going to make this stop whatever way I can. Looking to add to your intention setting tools? Savage Magic carries basic items such as incense, tarot cards, and tea, as well as handcrafted intention candles, bath bombs, and jewelry. Looking to set a specific intention? We also create custom intention candles. Visit savagemagic.myshopify.com to see our entire collection. That's S-A-V-A-G-E dash m-a-g-i-c-k dot my shopify dot com you were talking before about kind of coming up with what you think you need to heal what process do you usually use to kind of to identify that you know that seems complicated yeah you know yeah yes and no okay yes and no all right. Some of it is complicated. Some of it is in our face. So denial is real. This is true. <laughs> uh, so it's almost like creating this decision branch. So there's a big problem. Let's say I want to understand why I, and I'm making this up, <laughs> uh, why I keep, you know, picking these terrible guys to uh, date. Okay. Right. I have to start like breaking things down. What is it about these guys that I'm attracted to? Mm-hmm. What is it about me that they feed? So then you start to get these little subcategories of things that is feeding into this bigger problem. So it's really like breaking down and brainstorming about what things are contributing. You need to pick the things that you you want to work on. Sometimes for me it's, oh, I, these two things are quick hits. I can change those fairly quickly. Right. And then you get a win. Yeah. And then you yeah, feel I a little like bit wins. Good. Yeah. The wins are good, but it yeah. also gives you a little bit more, more momentum to keep and going. some energy yeah. to keep going because you're not trying yeah. to 
deal with those yeah. things anymore. Yeah. And there are certain things that's going to take longer time. There, then there might be things that I might need to go to therapy. Maybe there was some trauma in my childhood that contributes to this. So that's kind of the process that I use to figure out what needs healing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your life is a mess and there's so many things. Just pick one, pick a thing. <laughs> Whatever comes to mind first, first. is probably really? yeah. probably the thing that you need. We all have this gut instinct inside of us. Yeah, most of us know what we need to do. We are just not ready to do it yet, or we just haven't had the proper motivation to to get there, or the structure to start thinking about it. So. I like to think that we all have these internal vibes that tell us what what things are going wrong. These red flags within ourselves. Pick a flag. Pick a flag. Just plant it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) That's that's great advice. I like that. It just gets so too overwhelming, I think, at times. And I talk to so many people and they're like, you know, I always do this and this always happens. Well, stop doing that. Well, or, or yeah. <laughs> or evaluate why you keep why you doing do it. that. Yeah, because right? maybe you don't even know. Right. So I think a lot of us know that we're in these patterns that are not good for us. We just don't want to evaluate it yet. Yeah, because... It's scary. Well, that's scary because that means you're going to have to make some sort of decision, change but, something. But guess what? We've come through how many months of things that we've been thinking about. And we just came through renewal. You right. closed some stuff out and you said you want to restart some stuff. So take that stuff you want to restart and say, hey, do I have any things in there that I need to fix to heal up before it really can catch? That's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. The things that some people have had to get rid yeah. of created a hole yeah. that they're going to need to heal yeah. as well. But I think sometimes being scared to create yeah. that hole keeps you from getting to that point. Oh, absolutely. I, I do think sometimes people, it feels like when there's the hole there, it's just never going to go away. So you leave it because it's scary to have nothingness. But this is about filling that hole back up with, with something that is good. I don't want to say something else because a lot of times we feel it with the same crap we just got rid Fair. of. Let's not do that. So what I do want to tell people is... I ask you to start evaluating things that begin with I. I I want this. I need to do this for myself. What you need to do, because other people will bring you whatever they want. Oh, yeah. So the more you depend on, oh, I need to find someone new to replace the trash that I just threw out. Usually you just get more trash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Fix you, heal yourself, and guess what? The things that you want will come to you. Yeah. I think we're just going to leave it there. Okay. Because that is like the Vivi's words of wisdom for the week. <laughs> As Emily Rose would say, what would Vivi do? That's true. <laughs> I told her we would make her a shirt that says What, that. what would Vivi do? Yes. Oh, okay. She, I like she just used the letters, though. WWVD. <laughs> <laughs>
She types that to me all the time. She texts it to me. So now you have a venereal disease name too. Now we've wrapped it in a really pretty bow. (laughs) Oh my God. We are are killing it. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. We're going to definitely kill it. We're going to be done now. Okay. Have a a good day, evening, or whatever the heck you're listening. All right. We're going to go come up with new venereal disease names. (laughs) 